Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? It's the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. He's Rusty Mansell, also from Dogs 24-7. And Kip, kind of on a silent right now. Hopefully, we'll have something. Coming in. Coming in. Kip's, got, Kip's working on something, uh, a little something-something on the recruiting side. Uh, actually, I think he just kind of go ahead and gave me the go-ahead. Just got a text from Sean Washington, a, uh, a defensive tackle. He's a three-star kid, but he's got five-star offers. Uh, uh, just committed to Georgia, 6'3", 6'4", 280 to 300 pounds. Six, Let's six, talk about it for a second. 6'3", and 7'8", 302 pounds a couple weeks ago uh, in Athens. So that is what I was told. Uh, this is a guy that Georgia worked out uh, twice this summer. or They worked him out and had him on campus. So they have visited with him. They have uh, worked him out, more importantly, so that was a guy they kind of coveted, a big body guy. And, um, you know, as the year went on, it became more kind of apparent that uh, he was going to uh, be a Georgia Bulldog in the last couple of weeks for sure. Powerhouse High School there in Louisiana too, right? Ooh. Warren Easton High School? Yep, yep, big one. Warren Eric's, uh Cedric Van Pran uh, from there. Uh, get all my names run together. Warren's, Warren's, dude. Uh, everybody's asking, did we go live? Is Rusty Crystal Ball on a punter? <laughs> did we actually go live this time? So, um, yeah, know, it's uh, they, they're getting to get your shots in right now. Why, why we can we can do it? <laughs> um, you know, funny story about Warren Easton High School, man. I was, uh, you know, obviously I was down in New Orleans. Felt like I think it was like three times in a span of 14, 15 months with LSU, Georgia playing in two Sugar Bowls. I had an Uber driver uh that um you know he's like hey why are you in new orleans and i told him and he was like oh man i went to warren easton high school you ever heard of it and i was like oh yeah yeah i've heard of it and he was like yeah man we put out all sorts of we put out mad talent he said uh and he was right i mean you know it's like every year you know there's a couple of them uh you know a couple of big time players coming out of there just that whole area you know there's there's a couple of high schools that are just stacked year after year and uh We'll see which LSU coach gets a chance to take uh, care of that. Lincoln Riley off to USC. You've been listening to that all day. Um, sounds like LSU's targeting Brian, Brian Kelly. But, hey, that ain't our lane, Rusty. Our lane's Georgia, and Georgia's 12-0. Georgia's ranked number one in all three uh, facets of the rankings, however you want to look at it, college football playoff, AP poll, coaches poll. And uh, they got Alabama coming up. And, listen, I, I don't think we need to waste any time talking about what happened against Georgia Tech. You said it best. Georgia could have scored 70 if they wanted to. And and if Tech would have, I don't know, tried to run a real offense and let them, they were trying to get out of that game, it seemed like, from, this, from the first snap. Uh, but early thoughts on this Alabama game, man. Like, just uh, – because what I'd like to do, man, is I'd like to talk Georgia-Alabama today. I'd like to get into mailbag tomorrow. And then I'd like to talk Georgia-Alabama again on Thursday. And then whoever gets it after the game Saturday can get it. But – 
early thoughts. Just what are you thinking super early in this week? I think I'm thinking what I've been thinking for a year now and two years now is Georgia needs to beat Alabama in that building. I mean, this is round three in that building. And uh, Georgia has done everything except win the game. And that's all that matters. I mean, you know, Georgia fans know exactly how Auburn fans feel this past weekend uh, to have Alabama uh, down and out and not beat them. So, you know, you're gonna you're gonna slay a dragon, so to speak. You got to finish it off. And and Kirby Smart has done so much at the University of Georgia the first six years, five years, incredible recruiting classes, all these big wins. He needs to beat Alabama. He needs to beat them in this game, and they need to win the SEC championship because if you win the SEC championship, all your other goals are in place. So this is a this is another big step. And you know, it's I think. There was some bumps in the road, obviously, for Alabama. And, and, and Georgia's had a pretty smooth path by playing elite uh, all year. But the, I think everybody, Jake, would probably agree with me that everybody saw this This one's coming. This one was coming in December at some point. And nobody wanted to talk about it from the football side on those side. But from the media side and what we do for a living, I think we all felt like this was coming. And here we are, Saturday at 4 o'clock. It's Georgia and Alabama in Atlanta for the SEC Championship. It's exactly what I picked on my SEC media day ballot. That's for sure. I had it going and I had, I actually had Georgia winning the league um, for different reasons than the, this team being what it is now. You know, I mean, it was coming off that SEC media day thing. I was just really impressed with JT Daniels. And uh, I thought that Georgia was going to kind of get it clicking there. And uh, then all of a sudden Georgia gets beat up in preseason camp and, they get beat up as the season goes along and bumps in the road. You know, you mentioned that they come in different forms and uh, Injury you know, Alabama's has been kind of having to work through some on field stuff and, and, and execution stuff and offensive line stuff that maybe they didn't expect to have to deal with. Georgia's had to deal with injury after injury after injury and Rusty, they're dealing with them right now. They're dealing with the injuries right now. So let's dig into this situation for a little bit and let's go one by one because we're here for a little bit. Jamari Sawyer, what are you thinking as far as that big fella? Because I tell you what, you and I talked about this this morning before I walked into that building for those interviews. I, I'm, I, I have a slightly different opinion now than I did then because Kirby said he was going to practice today. And, you know, if Kirby gives you the day-to-day tag, you're in trouble, okay? But if Kirby says, fine, he's practicing, he's doing also, this, then – It's also a Bama week. Right, so. true. But <laughs> – you know, the fact – I don't know. I, I don't know. What are you thinking about Jamari? You know, the we don't know to the extent that injury is, but here's what is tough on a big man. An injury like that is weight-bearing. And it's different if you're, you know, if you're Arian Smith with a, an ankle-type injury than Jamari Salyer, who's a big man. Um, that's a lot of weight on there. So, I'll, I'll be interested to see where he is at the end of the week because here's the thing. And, and Georgia fans know this going into this game, Will Anderson might be the best defensive player in the country. And he is one of the most dominant pass rushers in the last four, three or four years in college football. I mean, this guy is a straight-up freak now. This kid grew up a Georgia Bulldog fan, so don't think that he's not going to have an extra gear ready to rock on Saturday when he plays Georgia in this game. So you start talking about that out on the edge, and I'm not sure that uh, uh, 60 or 70% Jamari Sire is your best option. So right. I know, I, this, I, I, I know this, Jamari Salyer came back to Georgia to play in games like this, and he is a tough son of a gun. 
how athletic can he be on the edge? Uh, are they going to go with Broderick Jones and, and obviously Warren McClendon over there? We'll talk about this more, but I also think you're going to see a lot of Darnell Washington lined up attached to the yeah. end to help there because you're talking about a big six foot eight guy too that can move his feet. Um, you know, and this is what tight ends do. You know, sometimes they have to they have to block, and for a guy like that, you know, we got to figure out how to how to you know if you're Georgia, you got to figure out how to how to uh, keep your eye on him because you have to know every single player will in it. He is the best, he, to me, in my opinion, he's the best defensive player in college football. He's a freak. Well, Jordan just sent us a little message here in the chat, Rusty. Uh, Pete Thamel over or Thamel over at, I believe, Yahoo Sports is tweeting that uh, Brian Kelly is official to LSU. So uh, Brian Kelly comes into the SEC. How about a crazy? I mean, just yeah. thinking right. And, and obviously we're getting a lot of texts here at, uh, you know, people reporting Mike Bobo is out at Auburn. And yeah, I'm not sure that, um, you know, that's – I believe it, um, you know. So we'll talk about more of that. I will say this, that uh, don't know where Mike Bobo is going to end up, but I know this, that Mike Bobo played Alabama this weekend, and he and Kirby Smart are extremely – Oh, yeah. They are extremely – That was that was my very, first thought. They're very close. So don't think for a minute they're not going to have a lot of conversations this week on this game plan. Uh, probably would have anyway – but I'm sure they're going to have a few extra conversations. Yeah, some definitely some note comparisons there, uh, you know, some talking there. Not like Auburn actually lit up scoreboard against them, but, uh, you know, just that intel, just kind of that maybe the nugget that you didn't think of, whatever you didn't think of, uh, will be there. And uh, sure, Michael will end on his feet. And we'll see yeah. where. Uh, let's talk about another injury, Rusty. Uh, Chris Smith. Um, mm. Mm. My take on this one is this, Rusty. I, I he Kirby said he ran ran some yesterday, but didn't seem to think that didn't seem to know whether or not he'd practice today. I saw Chris Smith walking around. I, I had two different opinions. I saw him walking around on the game on the field before the game Saturday while the team was stretching. He was walking around pretty good, pretty smoothly, looked all right. Then I watched him jog out of the tunnel, and he had a little hitch in his giddy up there. He had, a, and I don't know, he might have been wearing a really restrictive wrap on his knee i've seen a, a gray one that some of those players wear and i don't know if that caused some stiffness i don't want he was wearing pants it was cold mm-hmm. um i didn't see i didn't feel that great about it at that point about chris smith playing but i feel like rusty that's the biggest you know question mark as far as what george is dealing with right now i mean you look at jamari sawyer kendall milton even Kiaris jackson but Chris Smith is the one guy. If you had to pick one of those guys to be a hundred percent, it'd have to be Chris Smith, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at the back end and what Alabama presses you with their receivers. Jameson, obviously, uh, Jameson Williams, number one, is a guy that's you know he knocks the top off of it. He's a guy that um, you know did get that was a big piece of the puzzle. Not playing against Auburn, you saw them struggle a little bit without him. So you know, always go back to the the uh, the twenty nineteen SEC championship game or 2018 SEC championship game. I mean, you've talked about this many a times. Georgia tried to substitute Mark Webb for Tyreek McGee in every third down passing play they could get. And they didn't get him twice. And twice they get once they gave up a touchdown in the back of the end zone. And Tyreek McGee was all over Jalen Waddle. He just didn't have enough length. So when you look at the back end and you look at somebody like Chris Smith and what his job and what his duty is. I mean, he needs to be he needs to be ready to roll, and he needs to be 100. percent In my opinion, or they'll go with Dan Jackson, a guy that can run as well. Yeah, and it might be a situation where Chris Smith can give you a handful of snaps, or or maybe come in on dime. Um, you know, I think if yeah, what I think happens here, though, Rusty, is I think 
Um, you know, this is based off a little bit that I've heard. Uh, I think that what, what's going to happen for Georgia is if they go six defensive backs and Chris Smith can't play, Dan Jackson's going to stay at safety, Latavius Brennan's going to stay at nickel, and you'll probably see a mere speed come in at dime. And that'll kind of be the way Georgia deals with that. But then it's paper thin at the safety position at that point. I mean, you're one snap away from having to play Javon Bullard or maybe William Poole, who who is a fifth-year guy and has played a lot of ball and looked pretty good against Tech. They did. Uh, so that's that's kind of where Georgia's at in the secondary right now. Not a great place. I think that what Georgia showed against Florida, what I call the big nickel with Trayvon Walker and, and, and Jalen Carter and all four of those guys in at one time, it would not surprise me at all to see a lot of that Saturday. Yeah. You got to have and, big on big with this group. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Alabama's offensive line struggled, and we're going to get into that and, and kind of that matchup that, you know, yep. just go ahead and preview that matchup after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats. Rusty, it's not my style. It's not your style to just sit here and point to Alabama and say, man, they're bad right there, but they're kind of bad on the offensive line. They've they've really struggled. I mean, I know Evan Neal's a stud, but otherwise it has kind of been shaky for them. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I've watched a lot of it, and I'm kind of shocked at how shaky it looks. If I'm Georgia, I'm I'm staying up at night worrying about Will Anderson. If I'm Alabama, I'm worried sick about Jordan Davis and our interior guys. I'm worried about our interior guys versus Devontae Wyatt, and I'm worried about our interior guys versus Jalen Carter because they had problems with Auburn. And not knock against Auburn, but you're talking about maybe three potential first-rounders right there. It's, when it's all said and done. And uh, Evan Neal is a big-time, big-time, I think, first-round NFL talent left tackle. They're struggling a little bit at right tackle. Um, so, I mean, if I'm Alabama, I'm worried to death right there, especially in the interior, blocking those guys and protecting because, you know, that that's where the matchup, I think, is a lot different than it was the, the two other games in the Dome. Looking at, you know, those, those games uh, broke those down a little bit today. So uh, if I'm Alabama, I'm more sick about those matchups. And uh, the thing that the thing that I, I really point to as well is, all right, you know, Georgia's not a one-trick pony when it comes to getting after the quarterback. I mean, you look at you look down the roster, look how many different guys have two, three, four, five sacks on the year. There are a lot of them. That cross dog blitz, Georgia runs with the inside guys, and I don't know how nobody has figured out how to handle it. I'm sure there's very different variations of it, and those interior guys commanding the attention they command and command is a part of it. But 
the the thing where this matters the most to me, Rusty, is you if you've got Trayvon Walker or or uh, Nolan Smith or Robert Beal coming off the edge, and they flush Bryce Young up into the pocket, you're kind of going into the belly of the beast at that point because it's really tough to hold blocks on Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, even Nas Stackhouse if he comes in the game. There are some really good players up there, and yeah, you know I I I. I it's not to me. It's not the matchup that Clemson was. I'm not saying Alabama's got the worst offensive line Georgia's played all year. I think they've played a couple, two or three, four, maybe you know, significantly worse. But it's not the Alabama offensive line. Definitely not the one we saw last year. That I, I mean, they had 11 minute drive in the fourth quarter and just kind of ran it down Georgia's throat. Rusty, when you combine it with the fact that that Brian Robinson's dinged up and may not even be able to play. And by the way absolute man-child warrior. I mean, listen, I know Alabama's had more talented running backs. They haven't hit, had any that, can, that play the game any harder than he does. Yeah, physical. And he's accounted for 1,300 yards this year, 29 catches uh, for 200-something yards, almost 1,100 yards uh, rushing. That's a big blow for them when then you consider the offensive line. Uh, they're going to have to patch some things together, but what staff would you trust more – to pass to patch something together. Well, you look at Alabama and what they've done successfully the last couple of games when they've had to score. It's been Bryce Young extending plays. Yeah. Getting outside the pocket. And uh, no offense to Arkansas, what a hell of a year Sam Pittman, those guys have, but their linebackers are not what Georgia has. No. And he just ran and made plays. He gave Auburn some fit, especially late in that game when, when they needed to score a 97 yard drive. He makes a great throw on third down. Uh, and he was stepped up in the pocket. So, you know, that tells you that he's running under pressure. So can Georgia keep him inside? And when he does get in space, can they get him to the ground? Because he's not the biggest kid at all, I promise you. I was surprised two things when I met Bryce Young. I spent a whole week with Bryce Young. How short he is and how freaking hard that ball comes out of his hand. I mean, that ball jumps out of Bryce Young's hand. Great kid, extremely smart. He's small, but he's getting it done. And if he gets up in the pocket and gets extended on the play, he'll hurt you. And he hurt Auburn ultimately in the end. Yeah, I did a radio spot today, and somebody was talking to me about how you could rattle him. And I said, I don't think that's the right word. I mean, I think play to play, you pressure him and you make him less effective. But if you sack him on this play, he's not going to be rattled on the next play. Yeah, he's, I've yeah, seen he's, enough of him this year playing yeah. LSU – Playing A and M, playing uh, playing against uh, Arkansas and Auburn, that that kid flushes it quick, and he's a special football player. He's got a couple special guys to throw it to, and that to me, Rusty, I don't know if you see it this way too. Is I see the matchups, I see where Georgia is strong in areas that Alabama is maybe a little bit weaker, but that just that dynamic, Bryce Young, those receivers, that's what makes me think that you know, hey, Alabama may be an injured. Cobra, but it's still a cobra, and those fangs are still pretty sharp. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, again, I, I mean, you can say all these things, Jake. You're a competitor. You've been on, you know, different sides of it as playing, and even as a coach, at, you know, in the time, there's something in your head that you got to go ahead and you got to get past this game. You got to yeah. finish some. You've got to finish Alabama in that building, and I really believe if they can finish Alabama in that building, it could knock the the top off of this program for Georgia because that's the one thing that's been holding them back is Alabama and, and they've beaten everybody else for most part uh, but they've got to beat Alabama and they got to beat them in that building because that every game they played in that building 
has been very meaningful. And this one on Saturday will be the same way. And you look at it, Rusty, uh, I've said this a few times. Um, Georgia's, Georgia's probably the better team, definitely the better team on paper, more complete team on paper, less holes. Six-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, six-and-a-half point favorite. Oof. But you add that. When I went into the 2017 game, Rusty, you talk about you talk about this, and, and I agree with you. We were in that that big room where they bring the players in, and you could Phillips tell Alabama Phillips. was the bigger, more athletic football team. Phillips Arena, Saturday morning. I'll never forget. Yeah, they were they were a massive group cool. of grown men. Okay, um, eighteen. I didn't know how Georgia was going to win that game. I thought Georgia could if it went out there and played out of its mind and got some breaks, and they were in it for four quarters and into overtime. 2018, I kind of had the same feeling. I don't know if this Georgia team can beat them. I think they can. We'll see if they can play and do it. Last year going into, you know, uh, uh, you know Bryant-Denny Stadium. This year, I, you kind of expect it, right? Yeah. That dynamic has shifted a little bit, but I still think the mentality in a lot of ways is the same, is that chip on your shoulder, maybe a little bit of underdog, maybe David versus Goliath, I'm not saying that's the way they look at it, but I think when you combine those two things together, you've got an opportunity to maybe do something big. I just don't know if if they can channel it the right way, but it's a very interesting thing that, to have the better team but almost feel like the underdog. Yeah, it's true. You know, I, and, and again, it's a mental thing. I mean, I, I really think as a there's a lot of Georgia fans that are probably going, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to play them. Oh, oh God, I can't. You know, Saturday's going to be there's going to be a lot of less fingernails uh, in the, in the parking lot come Saturday. But you know, Georgia, you know, this is Kirby Smart's team. Other than Julian Rochester, he's recruited every single one of these players. Hey, he he signed Julian. He signed Julian. He did. Yeah. So uh, it's crazy that guy's still playing. But but uh, you know, this is his team. And Kirby said from day one, the first press conference that Kirby Smart said at University of Georgia is we have got to get bigger. And it took him three or four classes, and they have got depth. They've got bigs. they got guys that can run. Um, everybody's a little banged up right now. Georgia's got some injuries, but getting George Pickens back was a big deal. We'll talk about that as the week goes on. But, yeah, uh, Jake, I think you're 100% right. Georgia is – I'll say uh, Georgia's a better team. Can Georgia be ahead at the end of the game uh, on Saturday, Mercedes-Benz? That's going to tell a lot about this program, where they're at. 3,600 seconds, man. You got to play every single one of them. Because, yep. I, I mean, and listen, if you want to talk about the strength of Alabama's football team, we can talk about passing game and all that stuff. I watched them play Florida, play, you know, all these close games. You got to, and, and I've watched them beat Georgia three times and two times taking it kind of down to the wire. You got to play every single second to beat them. And uh, that's what Georgia's going to have to do. By the way, you talked about the big people thing. Rusty Jordan Davis comes in to talk to us today. And, you know, those banners they have behind us, kind of like this one I got back behind me right here. Yeah, they yeah. was on a stand. Jordan walked over there to it and, and just grabbed it like this right here. Eyes just barely below it. And picks it up and takes it up and rung before they, <laughs> before they do it. I Giant you, man. I tell you, uh, I had a chance to talk with him a little bit this summer to a charity golf tournament. And, Nicobe Dean was driving the golf cart, and when Jordan sat oh. beside him, I mean, he's poor, poor Nicobe. I mean, there was barely enough for him to move his arms to be able to drive because those shoulders, those shoulders sit down. And uh, it was funny watching. You should have seen him trying to swing a golf club. I mean, oh, air pressure. Oh my goodness, man! That golf that cart, was, that golf cart went straight to the maintenance shed when it was over. 
the Kobe, JT Daniels, and Jordan were in a group in front of us. And funny, JT Daniels, he's not a golfer, but I tell you how much of an athlete he was, man. About three holes into it, that dude was was striking some balls. I was like, <laughs> you might need to take this up, man. So, yeah, he, he he told us one time he uh, he told us one time he can hit it, but he doesn't know where it's going. Apparently, Stetson is a really good golfer, according to Jaden uh, Jake Camarda. So that's what, I, that's what I heard as well. Yep. Yeah, I was down on the golf course in Blackshear playing golf the day that he transferred to whatever junior college he transferred to. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was on the golf course in Blackshear when that happened. So I thought it was kind of funny. I thought I wanted to mention that to him today when we talked to him, listen, it's going to be a long week, folks. It's going to be a long week. We will not be back with you tomorrow, but we will be back on Wednesday and Thursday. We're going to be answering mailbag questions on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday we, still have, we still have the special going on site. What's that? We still have the uh, sign-up. Yes, absolutely. Yes, Cyber Monday through midnight tonight, guys, 75% off of an annual uh, membership over at Dolls 24-7. It averages out to $2.24 a month. And if you do the math real quick, 75% off means you get nine months free. $2.24 a month. That's like a, that's a large coffee now. Yeah. I mean, large coffee at McDonald's. Yes. I mean, I mean, that's like four, uh, that's, you know, you can, you can, drop one Starbucks and pocket three bucks off yeah, of that. that. Uh, you know, so, I mean, you can save, you know, all sorts of money, but it's, it's the best deal we offer every year. Um, come join us, come check us out. Um, I, we're going to have some stuff up later. I got an X's and O's coming tomorrow talking about um, Alabama's defense and then it'll be Alabama's offense. And then uh, we'll have some, uh, we'll have some nuggets for you at the end of the weekend, being the notebook recruiting stuff. Rusty's got dog treats coming tomorrow morning. I believe it is. Yep, got um, so yeah, plenty of stuff, man. Uh, come Kyle, see us. Come join Kyle, us. Kyle Morrow says small quarterbacks get the job done. Both quarterbacks, probably five, ten and a half. And that and yeah. championship. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. this says a lot about uh where the game is, but uh both of these guys are whew, been ultra successful this year. I tell you what, though, if uh, if Stetson is able to lead Georgia to a national championship, that's two quarterbacks, Rusty, from South Georgia, from deep South Georgia. One of them completed one pass in the national championship game. And if Stetson's able to do it, he started his career as a walk-on. So uh, kind of some storybook type stuff there. I don't that, think, that I, don't have think a I don't think Buck Belus played paid for a round of golf in 40 years. <laughs> so Stetson won't either, dude. Stetson would definitely sign up in that crew. Yeah, Stetson won't either. Stetson won't either. All right, guys, we're going to let you go here. We come back to us later this week, Wednesday. We'll be back doing Wednesday leans and mailbag, and we'll be doing our picks on Thursday. And uh, then we'll be in Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday uh, to give you all the news. But for this episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. He's Rusty Mansell from the same place. Y'all take it easy. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.